0: Hello and welcome to episode forty-five of Finding My Voice. Uh, not gonna be a really long one. I wanted to improvise two things, kind of related, trends related thing. Uh, I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna cheer. I am going to um, to raise a thing to the skies. And uh, my my role play uh, talk is gonna be a bit of a rant about kind of the opposite. Uh, you'll see when I get there. I'm going to start with uh, talking about allies against trans people. I did have a rant a couple uh, like a couple of episodes ago, uh, where I mentioned there are no silent allies. Because, like, I understand most people don't actually have anything against trans people, but if you're just being silent about it, uh, you're only benefiting the transphobes. And uh, uh, I want to make it clear that there are loud allies and they cannot be appreciated enough i love loud allies uh, allies that are just as proud as anyone at pride and that's amazing um i spoke to one recently i have i've have plenty of them in my life i am so blessed with having uh, several wonderful loud allies in my life uh one recently that i i met quite recently and i haven't met a lot But (laughs) I saw her like proudly donning a t-shirt. She's a cis woman. As far as I can tell, actually. She's never told me otherwise. Um, But she's a full-on ally. She has plenty of friends who are trans. And she's so happy to help and support all her trans friends. I saw her in a picture next to someone else I know who is trans. And she was wearing... The, the, the cis person I'm talking about was wearing a t shirt with a trans flag on it, and it said something along the lines of, You'd have to go through me. And that's really nice. That's really lovely. And see, that's, that's the kind of ally that's an ally, you know? And I know it's a spectra. Um, being, you know, uh, fighting transphobes is hard, it's a tough life having to face a dark and dangerous world. And not everyone can be that loud. But everyone who considers themselves an ally either has to be actively supportive of trans people or at least just, you know, say something when someone makes a transphobic joke or says or pushes transphobic rhetoric. Don't let that go undisputed somehow, you know? So there's plenty of places on the spectrum you can be, but you cannot be a silent ally if you are silent. If you are not trying to sway anyone uh, against transphobia, you are helping transphobes to feel validated and um, normalized. And all they want to do is make sure that trans people feel outside, um, feel um, othered and vilified. Because yeah, we hear the transphobes all the time. They are loud. And they want us to hear them. They don't need to be, there doesn't need to be a lot of them. They want us to know that wherever we go, they will do their damnedest to hate us as much as they can. We should never feel safe. We should never feel accepted. And an ally who doesn't counteract this, well, it's not really an ally. But that, I was not here to rant about this. I have other friends too who are loud allies and they do everything to make sure that, you know, I feel safer. Well, not everything. They have their own lives, obviously. I'm not asking them to become superheroes in the name of trans people. But yeah, there is a crisis in the world when it comes to transphobia. And we need support. We need people to stand up for us, not just... We can't fight this battle on our own. And to just do a little bit, do something, to just show the world that you are with us, that means a lot. And to you who do that, that you know if you... If you speak up, when transphobia is happening if you have a friend who's trans and you reach out to them when you hear horrible news uh, about you know the state of things for trans people this is so so valuable i know that people who live in this this kind of part of the world part of society you know where you fight against oppression it's hard it's tough and it's a lot it's a lot of times it's people who themselves suffer for other reasons so yeah trans people who receive you know who enjoy the protection of allies we need to protect them right back because they can come under attack from transphobes too you know we're all in this together and they can be attacked for other things they could be hurting in other ways and i want everyone who helps me to feel loved so i want to make sure to love them back and i want to be there for them if they are sad or hurting and i do that's, that's how this should work. we got to be here for each other, you know? And I want you to know, I do try to say this, but I want everyone to know that if you stand up for my right to exist as me, you are wonderful. You are very appreciated, not just by me, but by a lot of us. And it's wonderful. Like, it's not all doom and gloom. It's a lot of doom and gloom, don't get me wrong. But some people exist that just makes it all worthwhile. And she actually said something. Um. She actually said something like that. Because the person I'm talking about, i got to make sure I haven't mentioned any names. I don't want to out anyone like this. Um. No, no. I mean, if she listens to this, she'll obviously know I'm talking about her, but no one else will. So... She was hurting, and I contacted her to tell her how she has affected me on the, on the few interactions we've had, how big impact she has had on my happiness. And she responded back saying that, yes, that helps. If, if she'd have nothing else to live for, just being able to validate trans people and watch their smile being validated... If that was the only thing she would have to live for, that would be enough. And that was a beautiful thing to say, and um I d <laughs> I have a rant to do after this. I don't want to be crying now. But yes, it was beautiful, so don't my, my the rant the other day doesn't mean no one's an ally. There are plenty of great allies. I love you all. Thank you for Making this world a better place, a better place for people like me and me, of course. Okay, um, rant time then. Um, uh, about accepting others. I ha- I went into I got into like an argument about role playing recently, and it wasn't the first time. I had a similar one a couple of years ago. Um, about gatekeeping and like, first time, last time. A couple of years ago, time uh, someone responded to a review I made about the Call of Cthulhu Sweden localization, and I had a suggestion: maybe have like a warning, uh, like a trigger warning sticker or something, about the content, seeing as it might actually be a little heavy for some people. And the fact that like people who love horror and heavy things would not be less likely to buy it because of that; other, they'd be more likely to buy it. And people who who ...could actually end up hurt by it... ...will be warned. There's nothing wrong with this. But someone got really angry... ...that we should warn people about things like this. And he was talking about... ...like... ...I don't know. First of all, this whole snowflake thing... ...which is like, dumb, because... ...if he can't stand a little sticker on a book... ...that he could peel away if he wants to... ...then who is the snowflake here? Um, but he also said that... ...if you are the kind of person... ...who could be hurt by role-playing, even a Cosmic Horror role-playing game, then you shouldn't be allowed to play role-playing games at all. Now this tells me two things. First of all, like, it's complete gatekeeping, like if you've ever had a trauma, or ever been bullied, or feel bad about certain things, you're not allowed to play? What? Like, what kind of stupid rule is that? All they need is a bit of a trigger warning, and and then they can prepare and play anyway, or they can just play something else. It's the easiest thing in the world, doesn't hurt anyone. But no, his solution was just ban people who just might be hurt from playing at all. That is horrible. That's a horrible attitude. And I've actually seen it a bit more. I've never seen it in women, actually. I've seen it a lot in men. But recently, um, I spoke to someone who was angry about the current trend of session zero. Of people saying, yes, you should always have a session zero just to make sure you don't hurt each other. And he got angry about that. Now, no one's forcing anyone to have a Session Zero, but it is true. It's always good to have. Session Zero, of course, is when you meet before you play a role-playing game, before you start a campaign, or a one-shot. It's about making sure everybody understands each other's limits, and and, uh, triggers, and, you know, taking care of each other, but it's not just about that. It's about compatibility, too. I like to play the dramatic uh, relationship, uh, emotional level. I mean, I could play a couple of Combat sessions, that's no problem. But some people just just want to play the strategic element of co- combat sessions. And we're not just going to be compatible. So it's a good idea to iron these things out before you start playing. So it's not only about protecting each other from harm. But that would be enough, honestly. Like, like the whole idea of looking down on people who just want to look out for each other is gross. No, sorry. <laughs> I mean, the idea of being against it. The idea of... The idea of looking out for each other should just be the default. And these people, they got offended by the idea that we should care about each other's well-being. And I just don't understand how you function in society with that mindset. Why wouldn't you want the best for you? You're you're presumably playing with your friends. Why wouldn't you want them to not be hurt? I don't get it. Uh, And I understand that some people who know know each other for a long time, it's just... Don't feel like having a session here. We're not; no one's going to force them. But his idea was refuse a Session here, like he was angry about some people wanting it, and that's just sorry, that's disgusting. And it also says to me another thing. We actually talked about this too. I was saying like it's not only about being like traumatized. Uh, he said if you're traumatized, you're not allowed to play. That's dumb because of course you're. And you, why why gatekeep someone because they've been you know hurt? That's horrible. But it's not only about having been traumatized. I said, like, I play very emotionally. I get invested into my characters. And if my character experiences a terrible trauma, then I experience that terrible trauma. It's fine if I'm ready for it. And we're sensitive toward each other and we talk to each other after game. It's absolutely fine. I enjoy losing myself in a character, even if it's a terrible, terrible story. But he was like, no, that's delusional. That's not how you play role-playing games. I'm like, but what? Look, I understand that people play differently, but to me, getting lost in a role is, like, the best part of role-playing. It's why I do it. I understand not everyone likes it. Some people just like to waltz around the characters like they're, like, puppets or something like that, Let's and they create a fun story from it. That's fine. But you just discount emotional immersive playing as, that's not how it works. You should stop it. You shouldn't play like... Oh, God, I cannot even. The gatekeeping here, like... And also, they're going the way of the dinosaur, by the way. Session Zero is growing, taking over. I know that the emotional style of role-playing isn't that big in America yet, but it's getting there. In Scandinavia, it's a lot bigger. And again, like, you can play whatever way you want. I'm not going to stop not from playing combat-heavy strategic sessions. But when I get into these discussions, people get angry that... Some people play emotionally. People get angry that some people take the time to talk to each other just to care about each other's well-being. I don't understand it. Luckily, I haven't encountered this a lot. Like I said, I had one big discussion two years ago and one recent one. I hear this, like mentioned, I tend to not get involved, but when I do get involved, I just get flabbergasted. Why gatekeep like this? It makes no sense to me. Why would you not care whether or not you're hurting your friends? Even if you personally don't hate Session Zero, but you don't want to have them because you say you know your friends so well, so you don't need it. It's, you should still have a Session Zero, because I, I, I promise you, you do not know your friend as well as you think. No one does. There are always things in the back of our minds that could be hidden, or things can change. They might have experienced something that you're not aware of. And I get it. I've played games for a long time, long before Session Zero was a thing. So yeah, (laughs) I've played a lot of, you know, toxic... played through a lot of toxic things and learned the hard way. And ever since Session Zero became a thing, I've been, yes, this is what we've been missing. We can... We get to not have those toxic games. We can iron this out before we start playing. And it's been wonderful. So to be against that... It's just refusing to evolve. I know some people will look at it as criticism. Like, what, are you saying just because I didn't have a session zero? I'm a terrible person? No. I didn't use the session zero before it was a thing. But however... If you refuse to have a session zero when someone asks to have one... Then you're terrible, yeah. Someone's saying, I, I'm a little worried that I might get hurt. Could we just, you know, iron that out so, I don't, so we're sure I'm not going to get hurt? And they go, no, if you're at risk of being hurt, you're not allowed to play, boo! I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I realize I've said the same thing a lot of times now, but... Seriously? If you're one of those people, come on. Really? Why would we not want our friends safe and happy? Give me one good reason. It's... uh, You know what? You know what? I've said my piece. I can't make it any clearer. I'm gonna go back to being really happy about the friends I have that are allies. So, (laughs) out of the roping topic again. And everyone who's a loud ally, thank you so much. You literally make the world a place I can live in. Because without you... It honestly wouldn't be. And if you're ever hurting, I want to be there for you. If you let me, if you let me know that you need me, uh, just tell me. And again, thank you. And everyone who's listening, thank you for listening. I love you and goodbye.